Originating from a secret underground bunker buried deep in the heart of Chicago's north side, two fans dare to defy the laws of man to bring you a podcast about the south side hitmen, the good guys who wear black. There's a sense of pride. Um, there's a sense of, of purpose. Azagir, by far. He was my favorite player. Well, all time, it's Paul Canerco. I love the hot dogs. I love the grilled onions. And I can't believe it's been 13 years. 13 painful, painful years. <laughs> because good guys wear black. Good guys talk back. All right. Welcome, Sox fans, to another episode of Good Guys Talk Back. This is episode 17. We are recording on Wednesday, April 10th, 2019. Folks, this is your Chicago White Sox podcast. Everything Sox, fan-centric and blue-collar. As we sit right now, your Chicago White Sox, my Chicago White Sox are three and eight, and uh, uh, they've lost five in a row, and that... uh, that's not good. Uh, so I'm going to bring in uh, my co-host of this White Sox podcast, uh, Jeff Julian. Hello, sir. Uh, I think this is the first time that we've recorded after an absolute ass-kicking of mm-hmm. a game. Mm-hmm. And uh, so here we are, yeah. fresh off of a loss. Oh, they got swept. Five in a row they've lost now. and Bad games. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Folks, if you are, uh, and well, and thank you very much for joining us Uh we appreciate uh, if this is uh, the first time joining us or if you're a longtime uh, listener. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, misery loves company. If you are somebody that is a, well, the glass is half full, this might not be your episode. This might not be the podcast episode for you because <laughs> I'm not that way right now. I'm like, the glass is like half on fire. I was going uh, <laughs> to yeah. say, is there even a glass? I'm not, I'm not convinced there's a it's glass. It's about to melt down. Um, yeah, it, uh, it, it's really bad. And, and you've watched a lot of, uh, of these games, especially this past weekend. And I've watched as much as I possibly can. And, and it's great to stream these games now on NBC Sports Chicago. Uh, they've had the several day games, streaming them at work, uh, volume down, anger high. Um, <laughs> is, that an, is that a setting on your phone? <laughs> yeah, you know, you have to go into the store to talk to them about it. But, and I make sure I get that figured out before the season because I had Perfect. a feeling. I had a yeah, feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, a lot of highs after the home opener, and we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, they were 3-3 three and three after the home opener, but these last five games have just been some of the worst uh, Sox baseball I've watched in, uh, in the last six years. And I've watched a lot of bad baseball, as, as I know you folks that are listening have. Uh, these last five games just, you know, they dig themselves a hole in the first and second inning, uh, poor defense, horrible pitching. Um, the, the the timely hitting isn't there. Um, you know, we're going to break all of this down in just a bit. But uh, uh, in in this episode, uh, we're going to get to some around uh, the major leagues eventually. What else is going on, uh, both American and national? I uh, want to um, take us down a, a trip in, uh, down memory lane of the 2012 uh, White Sox. And I'll explain more about that later. Uh, the lows, the highs the pitching woes, and, of course, where we are 
uh, right now. Let me just throw some just these are some concrete facts at you, Jeff. Okay. Um, yeah. Let me have it. And, and we did this uh, last episode. Uh, in batting, Sox are, are ranked 15th uh, in MLB, so we're, we're middle of the road. Thank you to Anderson's above 500 <laughs> average, which is insane. Right. Uh, Sox are 26th in fielding. I thought it was lower. I was surprised when I saw that. I think Anderson had a couple miscues again today, uh, one for sure. Uh, and no surprise here if you've been watching any games, you could have probably just watched today's game and you would have had a good idea where the Sox fall in pitching. They are dead last, uh, wow. 30th in wow. the majors. I mean, I, I'm not surprised, but it still just hurts to hear it in that such a succinct manner. It, it, I mean, there's, yeah, I mean, that's black and white. Um, you know, there, we'll, we'll get into the pitching woes in just a minute um, with, with just the starting rotation. Um, and now Lopez, I think, has been through three times. Uh, if I'm not, uh, maybe two for sure. Um, two too many, possibly three times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? I think today today's game against the Rays was his third time around. Um, yeah, the numbers don't lie. They're they're really they're really bad, um, and I I just don't see it getting any better right now. I I just don't see. And what's Ricky gonna do? You know, Ricky's made some bonehead moves with his starting lineup and holding pitchers a little too long in the game. But these are the guys he's got to throw out there. And I'm talking specifically starting pitching. But um, let's, you know what, let's try to end this little state of the Sox with somewhat of a high note. And uh, again, you have to go back to the home opener, Jeff. And I think you were following along. Right. And this is the game that got moved to Friday. Right. Uh, and it was a really a beautiful day. Uh, a l- little on the chilly side in the shade, but you couldn't ask for anything more. Um, Sox had a, had a wonderful crowd, uh, passionate crowd. They were in it uh, for, for the entire game. And, and in it in the right moments. You know, when, when you had bases loaded, Makata up uh, late in the game, uh, you know, really standing there. Were, I was standing for an inning and a half, which doesn't happen at a lot of Sox games. Um, there was some clear excitement uh, for Jimenez every time uh, uh, Eloy got up, um, you know, in those certain moments where we needed a pitch, the crowd was in it. Um, they were up six to one. Lopez had him at six to one. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, uh, the Mariners, which are a hot-hitting team, they've got the leaders in home runs and RBIs on their team. They came back, and the uh, Sox are sitting at 8-6 down, but they ended up coming back and winning uh, 10-8. Yeah, and you would think that that type of performance coming off of an 8-3 victory over the Indians on Wednesday, that you know, having winning a game like that sort of come back, mm-hmm. score a lot of runs, yeah. that, that that would set the table for more wins like that or, or at least yeah. just the feeling that, okay, we can hang with one of the best teams in the league, a team that can really score runs. We can score runs too. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be a problem. And then you just go out in your flat. Yeah. The next game, you get beat 9-2, you get beat 12-5 the next one, mm-hmm. and then the Rays come in and just eat your lunch yeah. for three a- straight absolutely. days. Uh, that's a good point. You know, uh, fans, uh, I might even have texted you this after the game. Man, fans were rowdy. Fans were excited after that game. 
leaving the ramp, heading down to the parking lot, a lot of, uh, you know, let's go Sox chants um, instead of like the Detroit sucks uh, or Cubs suck uh, chants. Very pro Sox. We're three and three. Um, you know, we beat we beat a Seattle team that was really hot. And going into tomorrow, you know, weather looked good. You know, we got I think Giolito was on the bump for the for the second uh, game in the in the uh, home stand. And, you know, they threw they, they drew 30 plus uh, for the home opener. And Saturday they drew 30 plus. Yeah. You know, they gave yeah. that hoodie away. A beautiful day for baseball on Saturday. And, you know, I thought for sure, as you mentioned, the momentum after Friday, I thought, you know, carrying it into a day game at Saturday and that did not happen. Yeah, you just I, I, it's hard to and again, it's early, but now we've seen 11 games and. Again, 11 games isn't a trend. 11 games isn't predictive of the outcome. But they you're saying this is out. the worst. You heard this could, This is the worst start. Yeah, I was trying to find that. I'm still, I'm still yeah, efforting I, yeah, that, yeah. The, the exact numbers. I, I believe that last year also started out as possibly one of the worst. They were 4-7. Okay, they were, they right. were 4-7 right. to start. So this would uh, definitely be... Yeah, this yeah. is worse than last year, and this is year three of the rebuild. And, and the little things... The defense, the situational hitting, and by far, by far, the pitching is is really difficult to watch. Yeah, I think when you, I think here's what concerns me as as you look at the eleven games, are they more like the three wins or are they more like the eight losses? You know, and mm-hmm. and what it, what is more likely to continue throughout this this season depending on whether trades get made and you you know you mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. if they come up to the all-star break and they're out of it and they they trade away some pieces then then forget about it you mm-hmm. know but but it, while they're competitive are they more like the team that won those three games or are they more like the team that lost those eight games and in particular the eight games not not all eight but the eight where they lost with only scoring one or two runs, you know, getting beat nine, two by the Mariners and then five, one by the Rays, nine, one by the Rays. Mm-hmm. There was a couple other, maybe, yeah. Um, you know, they only scored three in that first game. And, yeah. and so you just, you just wonder which, which one is more likely to, to be over the course of 162, which one is, mm-hmm. is this team. And I definitely don't think it's a, it's a team that it's going to be more than a, a game or two, above 500 if not under at this point yeah i we looked at these uh these april games a few episodes ago especially in our predictions episode and we said wow this april uh, the Sox have a chance to come out of this uh if not 500 maybe a few games under 500 and man this could they could still happen i mean we got some games against uh baltimore coming up and some other games against kansas city within our division um you know we can turn the corner here but I've seen enough White Sox baseball to to start recognize some trends, especially you know with uh, with guys like uh, Yolmer and Polka. And, and again, we'll we'll start we'll get into a little bit more of that. So, like, well, let's, can I just say yeah. too? There's just a practical consideration here, and we talked about it last week, and I think we talked about it before the season began. You've already dug yourself a hole now. Oh, Not absolutely. only are you five games under 500, you're four and a half games out of the out of the division lead yeah. already. Yeah. That's I mean that stuff compounds itself and then it just becomes 
a bigger effort to then you got to go on a winning streak. You got to mm-hmm. go on a winning streak to you get press. back to five hundred. You start pressing more, and then you got to do this to 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 do sure. that. And I think really good teams, veteran teams, can put together you know ten out of eleven mm-hmm. or you know sixteen of 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 twenty yeah, or something like yeah. that. But can a young team right. or or a team that isn't there yet? Or a team that's just not very good, mm-hmm. it's less likely that they're going to rip off a seven or eight game winning streak. Yeah. Or, or they may, but by then is it too late? You yeah. know, you, you always say the Sox bats get hot when it when when the weather warms up. Sure. Well, by the time that happens, will they be fifteen games under five hundred yeah. and mm-hmm. and you know eighteen mm-hmm. games out of first place? Exactly. That's why these games, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, they're April games. They still count just as much as September games. And if you can steal a couple of these games here and there and you find yourself uh, around 500 after April, you know the warmer weather's coming and you know uh, the socks start heating up. Um, so your pitching problems, uh, boy, I mean, they start with your starters. Uh, starting five ERA, you know, second time through, and this is not including – uh, Lopez's uh, disaster today. Their ERA is thirteen. I mean, that's your starting five. That's, Th- that's the ERA. I mean, Lopez home opener five innings today. He went four and a third. Giolito on Saturday four and a third. Nova two and a third. Rodon, he's the stopper, right? right. He's, he's going to stop your losing streak. He goes four and two thirds, well, and then he, Santana's debut. And I get he's coming off of a finger injury, and this is still kind of his spring training. Three and two thirds. Yeah, you can't. What? You can't do that throughout the rotation, especially when you don't have a bullpen oh, that yeah, abs- oh, yeah. that you can trust. You've no. got to get more mm-hmm. out of this starting uh, starting rotation, and then. I, I know this wasn't where you were taking the conversation, but you're telling me Dallas Keuchel wouldn't wouldn't be helpful on this staff right now? Yeah, yeah, and it's the money. Unfortunately, it's it's the money because you're you cannot tell me, oh, he's washed up, or I I don't think he's got any more, or, or you know what, he had that off year and he's going to be trending down. Look at these guys. You look like look at these guys you paid. I, Where's John Jay at? <laughs> Someone could someone please find me, John Jay. Is he okay? Has he, he played kidnapped? at all? No, he hasn't played. At, at, he hasn't played a single. Get out of he here. He has not. He he has, he, he ran. He got he got brought in by a, a car during the home opener <laughs> because of some deal with Chevrolet or Ford where they bring all players in in a, in a convertible, which is ridiculous. And he got brought in and whatever. You know, where's John Jay? And He's on the d- disabled list. He's well, on the 10 day disabled it's list. It's the IL, Jeff. It's the injured list. Injured you, list. Yes. All right. You can't say disabled list well, anymore. It says it on MLB.com. They're wrong. <laughs> okay. They're, they're, Fair enough. They're but wrong. I'm just reading what MLB says. <laughs> well, you said their website is, uh, is shoddy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and, and here's your where's your veteran leadership? Alonzo. We're bringing in Alonzo. We've got John Jay. You know, here are these veterans. Uh, the only guy that was brought in this offseason uh, that I'm seeing worthwhile of watching is, is uh, Herrera, you know, and, and, and A a little bit. But Herrera seems like he's got his head screwed on straight. He's been coming in mainly in the eighth, and he doesn't mess around. You know, he'll miss some, he'll miss some spots every now and then. He might give up a hit, but he just looks 
like he's not messing around. Now, on the other hand, the rest of the bullpen is, is, uh, is a disaster. You don't look even further than, than Fry. Okay, Jace Fry's a lefty who, you know, was pretty hot at the end of last year. Everyone was kind of high on him, especially in situational, um, you know, lefty at lefty batter. We're going to bring our lefty in. This guy, this guy's been really effective. He threw 46 pitches in the top of the ninth the other day. He alone threw 46 pitches in the top of the ninth. He's getting his money's worth. He gave up two runs and a couple of hits and some walks. These walks by relievers, boy, I tell you. I mean, you remember what we talked about, uh, you know, uh, earlier? I don't know. Maybe it was a month ago about it. Would you wear a brown bag? Uh, would fa- fans do the brown bag? Yeah, yeah. We're getting to the point, man. We're getting to the point where it, it's just like these games are not even fun. These last five games go up on the shelf of some of the worst Sox baseball I've watched. Yeah, you're just you're you're out of it early, Ooh, and man. you know the the hole is dug early and it's deep, and you just don't have any belief, like. I happened to get in the car this afternoon and, you know, turn on the radio, getting ready to drive yeah. home, and they're down eight nothing. And oh it's, yeah, and it was oh, only it was the quick. sixth inning, I think. It was and really so, quick. They were down three nothing before, like I even got settled into the game. And, and Tampa's a good team, but uh, but still, who are their all stars? Well, who no, I'm not super, saying no, no, they're. No, I'm not no, saying but, they're world beaters. No, but, but no, but they are a good team, and and Seattle's a pretty good team. Yeah, and. Where are their mega million? Where are their where are their superstars? Yeah, they're yeah. they're few and far between. They're guys that are just playing the game the right way and doing what they should be doing. I, that that's what I see. But I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Um, so let's all right. Let, let's try to get into some highs here. Do you, do you have some highs? Do you have Do you have any highs possibly about this three and eight team? Well, there are a few, but do you have, do you personally, again, I liked what they did on Friday, but that's, you like the 83 jerseys that they're still wearing on Sundays. That's your, <laughs> that high seems right now. so long ago now that, <laughs> you know, that, that it, yeah. it almost, it feels like a completely different team that, that won that game in the home opener. And yeah. now that it just feels like light years ago, but mm-hmm. I, I do think you have to be pretty impressed with Tim Anderson oh, absolutely. Mancata continues to impress, you know, H- Jimenez is starting to, to hit the ball. You know, I he think you said first, it's all uh, singles, but well, he had his first extra base hit today. Okay. So nice. he's got 12 hits. 11 have been singles. And uh, what we, we talked about before the podcast that it took uh, Frank Thomas 26 games to get his first home run. So, right, and he's definitely in that in that mode too, where he needs to prove that he can hit other types of pitches off uh, off speed yeah, stuff. So yeah. pitchers are going to challenge him, and and I think it'll take him a while, but he will he will prove mm-hmm. that 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 he can hit and and play in this league. The only yeah. question about him is has been. Can, can he stay healthy so far so good mm-hmm. but but yeah I, but so i i think there's some bright spots offensively but not enough i mean tim anderson's hitting over 500 but one swing of the bat isn't going to get you eight or nine runs and get you back into a ball game that you're down by you know 10 mm-hmm. 10 nothing so yeah. it's, it's like it's almost like he's just padding his stats right now for 
for no reason. Uh, but of course, there there is a reason. We want to see him. We want to see him continue to trend in the right direction. Uh, they, for, for me, that's at the top of my list of highs. Uh, we we talked about, and a lot of folks have talked about Anderson needing a good year, and he has started off uh, very hot. He was two for four again today. He's hitting north of five hundred. He's leading the AL in hitting. Um, and he just, you know, he, he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Um, Mankata, of course, looks like a different player. Um, he's dropped a little bit since the home opener. Um, you know, I, 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 he still has that trouble with that breaking ball. I think he, the more balls he hits out of the ballpark, he starts believing in that regular power. And I see him really wanting to pull the ball trying to yank everything and drive everything. And I want him to do a little bit more, you know, take what you're given. And and I'd love for him to start spraying some hits out in left field, taking more things up the middle, um, a little bit more discipline, but much different, much different than last year. Um, you know, Eloy, Eloy looks like he's just having fun. You know, he, he's not – He's not the world beater right now, the the smasher. He's not a bash brother, but that's okay. That's going to come. He's making contact. He's getting on base. You know, he's spraying the ball to, to all areas of the field. Um, the, the offense is going to come. Uh, I, I want him to. I want. I want to see a little bit more hustle in left field. He's kind of loafing around a little bit, and I don't know what that is, but uh, I. Uh, I'm I'm keeping my eyes on how he kind of tracks balls, and he's definitely got to learn some of the angles in left field because some of the balls bouncing off the wall. Uh, he's not playing correctly, but that'll come. You know that'll come. Um, and one of my last uh, highs here was I don't know if you saw Carson Fulmer come out of the bullpen the other day, and they brought Fulmer up from AAA, and he was a mess last year. He was an absolute mess. And uh, I, they sent him quickly uh, down to triple. He didn't last up in the bigs very, very long. And this is a guy that we have been told is, is a part of the rebuild. He, he's, part of, he's part of the long-term plans. And I just don't think he's cutting it as a, as a starter, but he looked really sharp out of the bullpen the other day. He, I mean, he was, he was hitting some spots. He, he was speeding himself up. Um, he just looked like a different pitcher. Um, he was only brought up for just for a short, just for one game, really. He got sent down after the game because I think they needed to make a roster move potentially for Santana. But I'm going to keep my eyes on Fulmer. Um, and, uh, and of course, you know, you've got some of the minor league uh, players, you know, Luis uh, Robert and Dylan Cease. They're doing really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of chatter about some of our guys uh, in the, in the minors, which is what we want. Um, so that's where I'm at with highs, uh, lows, you know, we've already, gosh, we've already touched on so many. Uh, I mean, specifically, Jeff, do you have any like real specific lows? (laughs) I mean, you've got, you've got, I mean, (laughs) we talked about, well, obviously the polka thing, is it over 25 is a real problem over 25 as we sit and record this episode 17 here you're not going to hit 40 home runs starting the season oh for 23 do you think you could potentially 
and this is not to demean Major League Baseball players, but do you think you could somehow squeak out some single in 25 at-bats against Major League pitching? Me? Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I have no delusions of You've that. You've got some wheels. I think you could like some things out. <laughs> I, I mean... I think you might be able to like out an infield single. I, I guess conceivably if the bat somehow was able to make contact with the ball... <laughs> That's the name of the game. Yes, but I don't think that it would be because of anything that I did. If I I, threw the bat towards the ball and they made contact and then, I don't know, somehow everyone else in the infield was struck down and they they fell. (laughs) And (laughs) yes, then maybe I could get on base. Okay. All right. Um, Well, uh, that was a... That was a good answer. Um, <laughs> that was something. I, I, hey, hitting a baseball is one of the most difficult things, but come on, Polka, you know, I, I just don't get it. Hey, I can uh, tell you one thing. I could go over 23, that's for sure. You could definitely do that. And they're not paying um, me nearly as much. Yeah. Uh, you know, between Yolmer and Polka and Alonzo, uh, you know, the, it goes on and on. Yolmer and, is just like it, it, yeah. they, they stopped playing him, right? They they started they started playing, playing uh, Jose uh, Rondon. Yeah, uh, and he looks a little bit better with the bat, but they, they threw Yolmer in today. I think he got on base a few times, but you know, he he was he was a bit of a he was a fan favorite last year, and. I will say when you turn the game on last year, it almost seemed like he was, he was just, was always getting on. He was the guy that was always trying to start a rally. He was always the one slashing a single or a double down the line. And I don't know if he's, it's gotta be, he's putting more pressure on himself right now. He does not look like anything from last year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and folks, I know Yomar Sanchez will not be (laughs) on this team when the Sox win the division. Uh, and they will, he will not be on the team when the Sox go deep into the playoffs and win a World Series. Okay, I, I'm fully aware, but you Sox brass, you spent a whole offseason, right? Okay, right. sitting on your money playing a game you didn't know how to play just so Yomer could be our second baseman. So, um, you know, I uh, so aside from players, I, you know, I'm watching these games and several times over this span, this this five game span where they've just been god awful it's the two out i'm sorry the two on nobody out right so you got runners at third and second or second and first you got nobody out right and they go down in order yeah Yeah. and and it it it, it, maddening just maddening like it it, that i don't know what else to say that's situational hitting 101 and that's very socks situational hitting is is to me the way you assess whether you've got a good baseball team or a bad baseball team, or at least a a team that's playing poorly. When, when you get men on Mm -hmm. and you can't get them across home plate and, and, and you've got no outs. And as you said, you got a man on second or you got a man on first and second or second and third. and, And you come away with nothing, boy, there's, there's, it's really hard to find something more frustrating in the game of baseball than, than, than a situation like that. You know, and, and it seems like after those situations, they take it out in the field, you know, because then, cause then there, there's a, a relapse in defense or they give up a couple runs. And there's nothing better for a pitcher, I'm telling you, whether you're pitching in, in junior high, in high school, in college, there's nothing better than when you can get a couple runs, you know, on your side. 
You still might be down, but you could get a sense that your offense is starting to come and pick you up. And I, and I don't even see them really trying, you know. Sometimes Abreu is one of the best with a guy on second. He could easily just try to swing for the fences. He's got the power to drive something. You could see him doing what he should be doing and trying to force that ball to right field. You can see it by how he falls falls off, what pitches he's swinging. I don't see it from guys like McCann, especially yeah. Castillo. Good lord, um, you know. So another low is the lineup shuffle. You know, you asked me last episode what, how's Ricky been, you know, forming the lineups. He's been all over the place. Why Mancata was hitting outside of the second hole and somewhere around the fifth, sixth spot in the last few games. I have no idea. Is that just a product of trying to get something going early or trying to, because you have a couple of new faces in, in the lineup in, you know, Jimenez and, and, and Mankata really starting to, you know, to, to, to play now. And then you've got a couple of folks like, Alonzo's new mm-hmm. yeah and and so are you trying to figure out the right combination of 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 these guys or is it just that no combination has worked yet so you just keep sure. yeah. moving things around until you try to find something uh, yes and no I think there are some some rules that he needs to uh adhere to but yes there there he is playing a lot of different players Mankata's got to hit two I, I like Mankata at two right now um you know, he's he's obviously uh, getting on base. He's he's hitting the ball, um, you know, and I don't want him down. I don't want him. I don't want him in fifth and sixth, you know, and some of the he's, he's using Wellington Castilla's cleanup every now and then, I, you know, Alonzo, Alonzo shouldn't be hitting third. He shouldn't be hitting fourth. Yeah. Alonzo's hitting a buck something. Uh, and I feel like two. If you've got so Anderson's showing you something, so I think he needs to bat in the same spot every day. Why? 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 Mess He's the with most that, consistent right? hitter. Why, yeah, and then and then build something be around him in Abreu and Alonzo and and Jimenez and and keep those guys somewhere you need close to find together. Something consistent and, and let them gel around yeah. that. And if you want to, if you want to move. You know, mess around with your leadoff hitter. You want to play around with six, seven, eight. Fine. You know, mm-hmm. who cares? Yeah. But, but get that, get that core spot in in your yeah. lineup. Get set some foundational and pieces. Build off of that. Yeah. And you, let's yeah. see that three or four times yeah. in a game. Mm-hmm. But so, I, if 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 we can move for lows for for just a second, yeah. I, I wanna, I wanna make a, I don't want a, not a prediction, but sure. sort of a. I want to do a little forecasting and mm-hmm. I and I want to get your sense of this. Yeah. So the next 10 games for the White Sox, I think could could be the story of of this season mm. depending okay. on 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 how they how they come out of this next yeah. 10 games. So you're getting ready to start a three-game series on the road with the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah. Yankees are 5 and 6 right now, so they're not they're not world beaters, but they're not the worst. Yeah, some injuries too. So, yeah. so, you know, see what you can do there. But then you got three with the Royals at home. Mm-hmm. Royals mm-hmm. are two and eight. Yeah. And then you've got four on the road with the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So seven games in the division. Yeah. Playing first 
and playing worst in in your division. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't make some hay with the Royals and maybe get a couple from 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 the Yankees, if you go out to Detroit and get pounded mm-hmm. and lose three out of four, you could be done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in terms of yeah. uh, like realistically yeah. thinking about that division mm-hmm. to even being competitive, and I know neither of us believe that they're going to win the division. Yeah. But but if you go out and you play four games in Detroit and and you don't beat you don't take three from the Royals and then mm-hmm. go and at least split with Detroit. Your hole is going to be yeah. really big in the division. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I agree. I, neither of us had Sox winning the division, but we sure had them being competitive, especially in April. Uh, we thought getting out of April was going to set them up for success um, through May and June uh, when the bats started hopefully coming alive. And yeah, I, no one saw Detroit at the top of the division. Uh, Detroit was forecasted as being one of the uh, the cellar dwellers with the Royals, and you know they might just be hey take the games when you can get them. But yeah, uh, between those seven games, uh, KC and Detroit coming up, I, I sure would like to see a winning record. Uh, or let's say conversely, as you said, nobody thought much of Detroit, so so maybe their eight and four start is just. It is what it is. It's mm-hmm. no, maybe it's no different than the Sox being three and eight. That's just the beginning of the year and it is what it is. So then to me, you need to make a play now. You got to go win some games against the Yankees. Mm-hmm. You got to beat the Royals. If you're not, if you don't want to be a last place team, then you got to go home and you got to beat the Royals. Mm-hmm. You got to beat the Royals. Yeah. You got to sweep the Royals. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then make some. Make some ground up against the Tigers, then you got the Orioles who are middle yeah, of the road. Yeah. And then you got four against the Red Sox who have been who've been trash. Wounding, so yeah. I mean, you could really between now and and the beginning of May, you 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 gotta you, you gotta win some games mm-hmm. here. You gotta get back into this thing. I'm gonna build off that optimism, Jeff. I love it. Um you know, we teased the two thousand twelve uh, White Sox and that is the last time the Sox were fun to watch, in my opinion. Um, they, you know, they kind of had a motley crew. You had uh, AJ still on the team, and Pauly, and, and and Sale, and um, Adam Dunn was on the team, oh, and boy. Jake Peavy, and Gavin Floyd. It, it was Ventura's first year uh, managing, and they were, they just were a fun team to watch all summer long. And through the first thirty games. They were 13 and 17. So nothing flashy. They were four games under 500 through the first 30. So pretty much through April, they, they left uh, four games under. They ended up uh, having a, a high watermark of 12 over 500 right, throughout right. the summer. And, and really, really made you believe. I mean, they were one game out of first place in late September. Yeah. One game. And they ended up finishing 85 and 77 and were second place in the division. And, you know, again, going into that season, you didn't have very many high hopes. You, a little bit of excitement with Ventura's uh, managing, which wore off quickly. Uh, but, you know, they, they they didn't start off hot. Yeah. But, you know, going to your point, they caught some teams at the right time to play them. Right. And they strung some victories. They strung some winning streaks. They got into the summer where they started hitting the ball. And before you know it, you're hanging in a division. Yeah. And, and again, listen, 
11 games. Just because they're 3 and 8 right now, that doesn't mean anything. They could go 8 and 3 over the next 11 and be right there. So but but you do have to say to yourself, you've lost 5 in a row. You got to stop the bleeding and you got to you got to take advantage of this next chunk of games and I think as we as we do a weekly podcast, that's all we can do is sort of look at chunks of the season mm-hmm. and say, yeah. what could you do? What's reasonable? Yeah. And then as as we start stacking games, it's going to become more and more apparent who this team actually is. Mm-hmm. And so maybe they're not a 3-8 and eight team. Maybe they're not an under 500 team for, for the whole year. That's what they are right now. That's all we can judge them on. Mm-hmm. And they got to get better. And, and I start to wonder... You know, if if this trend continues out, does Rick Renteria make it to the end of the year? I, I still believe that, uh, and I could see why you say that, and I know why other people are calling for his head, but I still don't think he, you know, he's got all the he's got all the ingredients yet, not even close. Uh, I don't like some of his. I don't like his, some of his lineup decisions. I think he keeps pitchers in um, way too long, so some of his managerial decisions are. A little off. I like his character. I like what he says. Uh, I know that isn't very defensible, but I just don't think he's got all the tools yet. He doesn't have all the ingredients, and I want to see what he'd be like with everybody. You know, there's nothing he can do about Lopez's struggles. There's nothing he can do about Rodon or Giolito. These are the guys he was given to throw out there. And sure, sure. I'm yeah. I'm more worried of. Here, here are guys like Lopez and Giolito and Radon that these guys were kind of these guys were supposed to be part of the long term plan. Yeah, and yeah, it's only eleven games, but to have those three guys be shaky and struggling, uh, it's a little it's unsettling. Hey, and and I want to be clear, I'm not calling for his head. I'm I'm just <laughs> I'm I'm just not sure that that if if things continue as they are how do you say that that your team is getting better and hey listen i get i get it that ricky's boys don't quit but yeah. ricky's boys don't hit right now either yeah. you know and they certainly haven't hit over the last 5 games absolutely so uh, it there's just a there is a little bit of a a, a vibe that you need to kind of raise some eyebrows uh, there was a trib article uh, yesterday or maybe it was today uh, and Abreu was quoted, who, who's, you know, a leader on this team. And you're going to go to Abreu for that leadership quote when, when things are going wrong. And it's like, w- w- where do we go from here? And uh, the, the quote was really bizarre. In, in the middle of the quote, he said, well, his mom used to say, uh, you just be happy to be alive. <laughs> that to me is not. That does, as a fan, I'm just like that. That's where we're at right now. You're just happy to be alive. <laughs> we're 11 games in. <laughs> Boy, we're counting our that blessings. That was a little. That was a little off-putting there. Uh, okay. Uh, well, you know, we'll take you a little bit around uh, the majors before we wrap up episode 17 here. Uh, before we go around the majors, yeah. can 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 we just go back to Lopez for a second? Yeah. So, yeah. Lopez. You know, I mean, when you start looking at his career numbers, mm-hmm. all right. Now, granted, it's 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 a small sample size. Yeah. You know, he pitched in eight games, or he pitched in eleven games for Washington mm-hmm. in sixteen and was five and three. Then he pitched in eight games for the Sox in seventeen, three and three, um, thirty-two games in uh, eighteen and was seven and ten. And now, you know, three games and he's he's zero and two. But 
the ERA has been high yeah. every one of those years. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, almost a five in 16. A lot of pitches in the almost zone. Almost a five a in lot 17. Of in the zone. So is, is, do you believe that he's more like the guy who pitched in Washington in the first year for the Sox? And he might be a high ERA guy, but he's going to get you some wins. He's going to need a lot of run support, obviously. Or is he like the, or is he starting to maybe be more like the guy who was last year and what he started out this year, which is mm-hmm. just how can he keep him on the mound? Yeah, he he threw uh, he threw a hundred pitches through four and a third today, and they were down they were down six nothing, and that's been kind of the trend this year. Um, it has not looked like last year. There's something about him when I when I watch his mechanics and I watch his presence on the mound. He looks. This is gonna weird, sound weird to say. He looks like he knows what he's doing. He looks like a major league pitcher. Right. I like his mechanics. You know, he just catches way too much of the zone. Yeah. His ball doesn't move too much, and it doesn't leave out of the zone. It stays in the zone. He reminds me of Jake Peavy when Jake Peavy pitched. He had, you know. He had the tenacity. He was a bulldog, but he, a lot of his pitches got hit around. He kept a lot of stuff in the zone, belt high. You know, he wasn't on the corners. It was in that meaty part of the zone. And and Lopez is not a corners pitcher. He's a, I'm going to come at you with my stuff, and I think he might need to learn. Hey, I'm not going to overpower these guys with my stuff. They can hit, you know, a 90 plus fastball. I have to mix it up. Yeah, and so I I think I can't make that determination just yet. Give me the all star break, and then yeah. I'll say I'll really make a determination. Is this guy for real or not? Well, you can't be an innings eater if you can't stay in the game for more than three True. or four innings Absolutely. because you've already put your team down seven, eight, Absolutely. nine runs. Yeah, uh, uh, agreed. Um, so, so who's not an innings eater uh, is is our old friend Chris Sale. Uh, he. He's 0-3 with the Red Sox. Red Sox are 3-9. and He looks like he's a mess. Yeah, that um, whole thing is just gone. He was interviewed. Real bad, real fast. He was interviewed uh, just recently asking, like, well, what's going on? And he had no answer. He's like, I have no idea. I can't tell you. I don't know where I'm at. I'm just in a weird place right now. Um, well, you look at their – I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm looking at their numbers, too. Their run differential, negative 28. And they are just getting killed. And who did they lose? I mean, they lost Kimbrel. Um, you know, I, you, you think with just like the Cubs, they've got the talent. You think they're going to rise eventually. Um, but what we're seeing out of sale is really bizarre. It's almost the curse of the contract extension. Um, Seattle, we just faced. I mean, they're eleven and two. They've got they they lead the league in starting pitching wins. RBIs and home runs. I mean, who are these guys? I know. And who they're are they're they? at a 40 they're at a plus 40 run differential. They are just hitting hitting they're just murdering the <laughs> it's ball. It's unbelievable. Murdering. Um and uh you know, our Machado Harper, uh the Machado's got the pods or the pods of Machado, however way you want to put it. You know, they're up in that division, man. Uh, they're they're, yeah. they're seven and five, I think, pending whatever happens tonight. And, and he's starting to come around too, yeah. hitting wise. You said he had a he had a homer today. Yeah, so he's got three. He's up to three, and you know, obviously Anderson is still winning that that offensive numbers battle, and even even so is Mankata. Mankata yeah. is, but I still think you know, 
Anderson's going to come back to Earth, mm-hmm. and and as we talked before, with Manny and Harper, and you see what's happening in in Philadelphia and in in San Diego. There's a aura about them as players that mm-hmm. they're they're winners, and yeah. and I think that's rubbing off on their on their yeah. respective teams, especially with Harper. He just looks like he's electrified that city. Um, and they, he's got the Phils in first place uh, in what could be a pretty tough division because I don't think the Nats are going to go away, but he's beating up on the Nats right now. Um, surprising stuff, uh, very surprising. Uh, and we'll you know continue to tra- check on those trends um, as we move along this season. Uh, folks, we really appreciate you joining us once again on this fan-centric, blue-collar Chicago White Sox podcast. We are good guys talk back it's jeff julian it's nick morowski uh, find us on twitter at good guys tb and uh, find us on facebook like that page uh, that good guys talk back page uh, you can find our podcast just about anywhere subscribe and it just boom shows up every time we drop a new podcast and do us a favor and and rate it especially if you enjoyed it um For Jeff Julian, I am Nick Morawski. We will talk to you next time on Good Guys Talk Back. Go Sox.